Welcome, true believers, back to the Nerd Smash Talk Cast. I am your host and guide, LT Thornton, and I am joined by the world's greatest co-host, Mr. Steve Wood. Boy, it is good to be back. (laughs) Ooh, we took that two-week break, and it was tough. We missed you guys. Yeah, we missed you guys. We missed talking about stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And uh, I need everybody to know everything that we're going to talk about on today's show, LT and I have not discussed. So these are going to be the freshest takes ever. Raw. Raw. Raw reactions. (laughs) Good stuff, man. Good stuff. We had a lot to talk about, too. We have so much to talk about, but let me just tell you guys, our mission on the TalkCast is to bring you the latest in nerd culture, nerd news, and nerd reviews, whether that involves movies, TV, video games, D&D, science, comic books, anime, whatever, we will cover it because guess what? Being a nerd is just not as limiting as you think it is. God, back me up on this, Steve. Come on. You are absolutely right. Look, we have... uh, (laughs) A variety of things today that just showcases how many different ways you can be a nerd. Yes, we have so much to cover on the show today, guys. We have reviews of Wonder Woman 84. We have reviews of Soul. We are going to break down The Mandalorian episode by episode since we didn't get to discuss it before the ending, uh, right before we went on break. And, you know, we're going to touch base on WandaVision a little bit. But before we get into all that. (laughs) Boy! Boy. (laughs) So, guys, we only felt right that if we're going to talk about some of this stuff, we needed to properly give, give it a rating. And we felt like the talk cast needed its own unique review system. Agreed. So... Yeah, and we we were kind of out there for 2020. We didn't have anything to review. There wasn't a whole lot going on. But moving into yeah. 2021, we know things are going to get better. We're going to be out in those theaters, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, and we're going to be seeing some stuff come through. A lot of stuff, really. And uh, stuff. we really felt like we needed a rating system for this. We did, we did. So, Steve, do you want to break down the finer <laughs> points before we uh, of the review system before we get into uh, what our official rating system will look like? Absolutely. So, it's just like any other rating system. Uh, there is five five stars, if you will. Uh, but we're definitely not going to call them stars because no, you know, we're no. we're going to be a little more we're nerds uh, and we fun. like some stuff. So why uh, <laughs> like can't we hate some stuff? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, so uh, yeah. So there'll be five different ratings. Let's say yes. So, so where would you I like to start with that? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to bring these up, but I want to uh, I want to talk about the other uh, competitors in the list mm. because we really talked this over and narrowed it down to what we narrowed it down to. So mm-hmm. let's, uh, why don't we just go ahead and start? So this is a rating scale. It goes from bad, uh, to excellent essentially. So let's start with bad. This is what we consider bad, 
not good, avoided at all costs, mm-hmm. just no good at all. So, so Steve, so what, what do we settle on? What, let's let's talk about first what you think would be yeah. in this category. Yeah. Um, in the bad category, uh, for me, it'd be like X-Men The Last Stand. Yes. Uh, you know, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I'm really not trying to crap on X-Men here, but... Uh, oh, Green Lantern, maybe? Well, yeah. Green Lantern's no. bad. Yeah. Green Lantern's yeah. bad. Yeah. Just bad. One might say that Green Lantern is the mudbutt. Ooh, yes, uh, I would agree with that, uh, and that is our official rating for the bat. So if you see us, if we feel like you need to avoid something, it will be called the mudbutt. The mudbutt. <laughs> we also uh, we also came close to uh, Hershey slides. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Man, what was, else is on the list, Steve? Uh, for what else was there for bad? I think we settled on the mud butt pretty quickly. I mean, once we did. Oh, oh! I also mentioned doo doo water. We did. Doo doo water was doo-doo. a contender. <laughs> doo doo water was water was in there. But I think the mud butt <laughs> is really a feeling and yeah. a verb and a noun. <laughs> so I feel like it really is. All encompassing of the worst things that you could possibly see or be a part of. I agree with that. Mm. I can agree with that. Mm. So let's go ahead and move on. So our next rating, it's better than bad, mm-hmm. but it's not okay. It doesn't break even. It's, right. it's just just above bad. So uh, what did we talk about when we were discussing better than bad? Well, we talked about... Uh, what did we say? We said things like the first Transformers live action movie. Like it's, I don't know. I had good. Yeah, it's it's not bad. There were some. I, look, I there were some things in that movie that you're like, oh yeah. man, that was cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just feel like the. See, I'd more, I'd more say the third Transformers movie. Okay. Okay, third Transformers movie. Mostly because it's forgettable. Yeah. Like, I don't remember... I remember yeah. there were things that I liked in it, but I like Leonard Nimoy as a... Um, uh, Sentinel Prime. Which, Sentinel Prime, that's right. Yeah. I remember I really liked that. Uh, but also, a lot of times I forget that I watched that movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you don't even know where it falls in order. That's no. my problem with no. it. Like, I don't even know... No. What came after, or really what was yeah. before it, so because it doesn't and I, matter. And that movie <laughs> retconned a lot too. Yeah, but uh, Transformers is not our official rating. Uh, we, I believe we also discussed a, like McDonald's or yeah. Burger King. McDonald's, they're, they're successful companies, yeah, and they don't have entirely bad food. No, but no. it's it's not great. No, and it doesn't make you feel great after you do it. No, so. So, we came up with a rating. We did. Uh, Steve, you want to reveal the official rating of better than bad? That defines meh. (laughs) This rating is 720p. 720p. Because why? (laughs) When there are so many better options, you choose 720p. My TV has 
what, 420 and then 720 and then 1080? Usually if you have 720, you have 1080. Why are you settling for 720? <laughs> settling? Why did you buy that movie on Vudu in 720p? Oh, man. Please tell me. Just, yeah. So, so there it is. There it is. You had is so your... many more options. We did, but we settled for 720p for better than bad. Yes, we did. Uh, next up, we have OK, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's not going to blow your socks out of the water. Yeah. It, it's there and it exists, and yeah. that's OK. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you don't go into it or leave with it any kind of expectation. Right. For example, so, LT, what do you think? So, for this one, I, I feel like we uh, played around with it and we decided it needed to be an actor... Uh, that, that kind of embodied this. And we kind of settled on a few names to start us out. This list may grow in the future. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for OK, uh, first we have, uh, this is like your Kristen Stewart. Right. Uh, your, your Liam right. Hemsworth. See, Lee, for me, Liam Hemsworth is the most okayest actor that exists <laughs> right now. I can't right. tell you what I've seen him in, but I know it was right. OK. Yeah. I didn't He's hate not... <laughs> he's not his brother Thor. No. But he's also not the other Hemsworth that's in Westworld. True. I can't think of his name. <laughs> but he's also in Westworld. But you sure know Liam. Liam Hemsworth. I, I know Liam because he's had some involvements with like Miley Cyrus, I guess. I can't I can't see the performance that I remember. That's what you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's just okay. I remember I was walking in a in a grocery store and I looked at the the magazine cover and I said, "Is that Chris Hemsworth?" And I'm like, "Oh no, that's it looks like him." <laughs> but it's not him. Oh, he's got a brother. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> he's also in Hollywood. Oh my god. <laughs> uh and uh, also, uh, Kristen Stewart, I feel like she's really kind of brought a lot of her career back because she started out as being really bad yeah. with the Twilight movies yeah. and some other stuff. And now it's okay. She, I, she's fine. She's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's there. Yeah. She's I there. mean, you, you put her in a movie like Charlie's Angels and you see just how okay she is. It's not yeah. It's not great. It's I don't, not the, I don't think she's the worst thing you ever saw. I don't think she's going to blockbuster. No. Nah. Your movie, she's nah. not. And, oh, Kristen Stewart. Like, oh yeah, I gotta go see that. It's Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Now this one is... might be contested by some, but I stand by that he is okay. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen him in uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson, mm. you would be telling us, like, mm. frankly. Him being okay is is actually very very being very very kind and fair to him because he's straight up awful in the People versus OJ Simpson. He also looks nothing like no. OJ Simpson no. and doesn't even <laughs> capture his mannerisms. No, he doesn't he try just... to emulate anything that OJ's ever done. He just has that like drunken cry face. He that... just literally exists, <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. I I I still remember his performance in Jerry Maguire, and I was like, "Ah, that's good." But like, then then he's also in Snow Dogs, right? And 
You have to take some of that back. <laughs> you have to reel it back <laughs> after snow you dogs. Reel it back. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, that list may grow. Yeah. That list may grow. Michael uh, Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty great in Arrested Development. Okay. Okay. And Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Okay, he's got and super bad. My, my fault. And super bad. My fault. Yeah, put, All right. put a little respect on Michael Sarah's <laughs> name. Respect on his name. <laughs> he's not blockbuster, no. but he's not. Yeah, you know, he at least has personality. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. at least got personality. Uh, so next up we have good. This mm-hmm. is your better than average. Hey, you might want to check this out yeah. at your leisure. You know, this is good. So Not only Steve, that, but you're going to watch it over and over. You're going to find yeah, yourself watching it when it comes on Fox 45 on a Saturday afternoon. You're going <laughs> to you're going to end on it when you're scrolling through HBO Max and you can't find anything else to watch. You're going to tell people about it. You're going to have stories about it, and that story is going to be about the first time that you watch Demolition Man. Because that, <laughs> my friends, is good. Yes. Steve, what were the other contenders for this category? Uh, see, let me see. What were the other contenders? We had four good. Um, really, we didn't have a whole lot there. We just you settled know, on Demolition Man. Yeah, we quickly. just kind of settled on Demolition Man. <laughs> um, it, it was really kind of a no-brainer for both of us. Because yeah. we kind of thought about, well, what's good? Demolition yeah. Man's good. It's good. Demolition Man. I've yeah. watched it multiple times. There's some discussion to be had about Wesley Snipes' character. There's some discussion <laughs> Simon about... Phoenix. You put Simon some respect Phoenix. on Simon Phoenix's name. <laughs> There's some discussion to be had about that uh, that future that they showed us. Yeah. So it, it, what it are is the good. What are the seashells? Yeah. The fact that we're still asking that question lends itself to it being yeah. a good movie. And we're still waiting on all restaurants bad. to be Taco Bell. Yeah. So, it's good. Don't. <laughs> it's good for sure and then finally mm. we have the excellent category this is what we feel is brilliant must see have to go watch right now steve can i tell we land you on? we <laughs> came to this conclusion nearly simultaneously yes and a great <laughs> a great experience a winning experience only de- deserves things like windscreens from video games perfect screen this is your mega man perfect theme of course Guile's theme screams victory in America in your face the entire time. <laughs> it really does. It <laughs> Hell, even even Mario's music. How how good did you feel when you beat the first level of Super Mario Brothers and you got that music? Oh, so that's good. what I'm talking about. Sometimes you got yes. fireworks. Sometimes you didn't. Yes. You didn't know yes. why. Until Nintendo Bauer told you, but that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that the feeling. pure euphoric ecstasy of completing something, uh, especially like in one of those really tough video games. Yeah, uh, 
even especially when you're playing Street Fighter and you take zero damage and the announcer goes perfect. perfect. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's it. it. That is it. <laughs> I mean, how can you have a bigger win than destroying a robot and getting its power? No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. One hundred percent agree. So, guys, that is our our rating system. Again, to recap, if we feel it is bad, it is the mud butt. If we feel it's better than bad, that's going to be your 720p. If it's okay, we'll call it Kristen Stewart or Liam Hemsworth or Cuba Gooding Jr. Unless they're in something excellent and they get themselves bumped off the list and replaced with somebody else. That's kind of where we are now. Uh, If it's good, it'll be Demolition Man. And if it's excellent, that is your video game windscreen music. Perfect all around. Flawless victory. (laughs) Flawless victory. Flawless victory. I gotta find these sound bites. Yeah, man. Throw them in here. <laughs> you need a, like a you need like a a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, editing me later uh, when you're going through this, you should be right now looking this up and, and getting these bits. <laughs> yes, outstanding. If it's not on the show, guys, feel free to to hit me up in the comments and uh, chastise me for not uh, <laughs> including them in the broadcast. <laughs> Headshot. Oh, gosh. All right, guys. So, uh, before we get started with all of our reviews, uh, you know, Steve, I got to ask your thoughts. We've got WandaVision next week. Phase four of the MCU begins next week. I also love their advertising campaign. They're not giving away too much. I've really kind of stopped looking, but I did see something on the intranets today. That I thought mm-hmm. was so cool. They sent out to certain subscribers of Disney Plus what yeah. looks like a TV guide with WandaVision on the cover. And it was yeah. only a couple pages, but I thought that was so dope. They yeah. are, listen, right now, <laughs> this very moment, we are 10 days away from Marvel's Phase 4. Yeah, That blows my mind. I, yeah. It just feels like so long, man. How are you feeling that we're so close? I'm super excited. I also have to say, well, I have two things on this, by the way. The one thing is that, um, well, actually, both of them are related to the pandemic. I have two thoughts. One, I think post-Endgame, the fact that this pandemic essentially has pushed mm. all Marvel content away for ostensibly a, an entire calendar year uh, has really, really benefited Marvel. And I know that's weird and, and probably bad to say about a pandemic, but um, the fact that all of their content gets moved away and they get all that space from Endgame, like, I think it's really easy. They, they could have gotten, people could have gotten fatigued. People could be, you know, hey, you know, oh my gosh, we have two, three superhero movies coming out every year, especially for Marvel. Uh, and, and they were really trying to get Black Widow out there, too. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, that this kind of pushed everything out and gave it a chance to breathe. And now we're like just murderously chomping at the bit to try to get yeah. not just a WandaVision, but also to um, Black Widow and stuff uh, when it comes out this summer. 
is huge. And the second thought is that I'm also like the other benefit of the pandemic, I think, uh, is it pushed Falcon and Winter Soldier to being what? I think that's March or April. Yeah. And WandaVision is essentially then becomes the in the intro into phase four. And I think WandaVision is so creative and it's going to be doing so much. It's going to be just a mind bending cluster when you go into it. And, and that's your your entry as opposed to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I right. just think it's I just think a lot of stuff worked out for Marvel um, in ways that really haven't helped a, a lot of other kind of companies this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. And what a note to end it on. Yeah. Endgame, boom, let that marinate. Yeah. Let it sit with you. And then we'll go into something completely different with mm-hmm. WandaVision. Uh, I feel like if you went into Falcon Winter Soldier right away, it would look a lot the same, like it would feel the same. But I really think this WandaVision is going to turn us on our ear. And yeah. really, really make us think like what's possible in this universe that they built. I'm I'm gonna throw my prediction out there. I want to hear if you have any predictions for for what may happen in this show. But my prediction is that we get some sort of appearance or acknowledgement of Aaron Taylor Johnson's mm. Quicksilver. Yeah, I think we almost have to. Yeah, I think we almost ah. have to. I, I, I don't, I don't think that they would leave that out there, unless we get. If is this an event series or is this going to be uh, a multiple season series? I don't think anybody really knows that. I haven't, I haven't read too much about it. Just trying to stay away. Um, yeah, but it it may not come this season. If there's multiple seasons, it may be the you know a season down the road. But I don't think that they can just leave that. I, th- I think they've confirmed this is an event series mm. because, especially because this leads directly in the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. So whatever happens with this, uh, it's, I think it's going to be pretty self-contained. And the same is true of Falcon and Winter Soldier. They, I've, I'm pretty sure they confirmed on the investor call that this miniseries, as opposed to like, Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk and Moon Knight, mm-hmm. those are all going to be regular series as opposed to event series. I see. So. Uh, now, I don't know if you remember this, but when we worked at Toys R Us and just reading it, House of M did involve Quicksilver. And I remember the yes. toy sets. You remember those box sets that had like all the Marvel Legends in it? And I remember yes. Quicksilver being in it, Wanda being in it. I don't remember really who else was in there. But... yes. They've already hinted at House of M mm-hmm. and just her complete and total madness and descent from reality. And that's what House of M was about. And I don't think that they can do it without him. I don't think that they would even want to, would they? I don't, I don't. I mean, we'll see. I, I would hope that he has an avenue to come back because I'd really like, like to see Quicksilver explored more in the universe, especially if we have. Professor Xavier and Magneto coming in, mm-hmm. like having that kind of connection to both the Avengers and, you know, Magneto is 
I just think super interesting. So I would really like to see Quicksilver and his whole power set just kind of mm. be in the the MCU more. I mean, essentially he just was running around in like a tracksuit and some sneakers. You know, I would like to see what a what a fully uh, integrated Quicksilver looks like in the MCU. Um, but I also think that Marvel is strongly, strongly, strongly setting up Young Avengers because mm-hmm. uh, of all the stuff that they announced with the investor call. Uh, I think we got a rumor going around right now that they just cast this guy, um, Elijah Richardson, I think, to put, to be Eli Bradley in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And if you guys know him, he played or he took up the mantle of Patriot after um, his grandfather was like the first unofficial Captain America, and Man, that he fits. essentially. I I think that they're setting up uh, Young Avengers in addition to whatever they're doing with some of the larger, more adult Avengers, and I just think it's it's super cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, we can speculate all we want. I had a lot of speculation going into uh, another series we're going to discuss, and everything I thought was wrong. I love being <laughs> wrong about it. I'm I'm just saying I would love to be wrong about everything about about uh, Wandavision. Just to see for sure. where they take it, so for sure. Well, uh, let's move on here because we we certainly have a yep. lot to get into in the show. Uh, so let's just go <laughs> ahead and and get this one out of the gate. Uh, Christmas Day, they dropped Wonder Woman eighty four. Man, WW eighty four. I looked forward to this movie for so long. I just thought it was a cool thing. Uh, it really did look like. Uh, uh, a Thor movie just from the trailers that they had, things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm it, curious. We, we I'm jumped really on curious here. to think to see what you thought about it. <laughs> we we joked on here uh, that it that who we called it Wonder Woman Ragnarok. Wonder Woman Ragnarok. Several times, yes, we did. yeah. Because you know the media um, stuff really just kind of looks similar to to Ragnarok's presentation, but. It definitely ended up not being Ragnarok as far as like tone, as far as like all uh, the the same like colors and vibes and stuff like that. But yeah, so ah man, Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, I remembered while I was watching it, I was having a decent enough time, but when it ended, I felt like empty like like nothing of consequence really occurred and i found large parts of it kind of boring but i hesitate to to call it bad you know like i don't i wouldn't i i've definitely seen the takes online of a lot of people just saying oh this is the most awful thing i've ever watched and blah blah it's it's not it's not some of those really really bad things that you've seen up there you know, it, it's nothing like a, a Green Lantern or a, um, you know, just just some of the the worst movies you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got large chunks of thi- uh, of time where like just it feels like nothing's happening or, you know, it's they're doing character beats but they're repeating the same character beats over and over, 
And some of the characters I was really interested in, like the two main villains, Pedro Pascal's Maxwell Lord and uh, Kristen Wiig's Barbara Minerva slash Cheetah, um, I never really felt like um, either one of them really got serviced in the plot. I felt like you should have done one or the other and possibly set up the, uh, the one of them to be uh, a bigger role in the follow-up movie, so... You know, that I just felt like that's kind of where I landed on things. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know, what did you think? Um I I I mostly agree there. Okay. Okay. There were there were a couple standout things. Uh and I I I'm going to tell you about those first. I really Okay. I enjoyed I know people kind of crapped on it, but I kind of enjoyed that opening mall scene. I felt like oh, that that was fun. <laughs> Like it wasn't okay. super action packed, or it wasn't like, oh, this mega super <laughs> CG, you know, explosion. I thought, oh, that's a uh, that's kind of that's kind of fun, you know. Just just imagine Wonder Woman thwarting yeah. a small time jewelry robbery. Like I just thought that was funny in yeah. 1984. Now, can I say something though? Yeah. Before you go further in your review. <laughs> This is where not being in the theater and and not being able to shut up uh, <laughs> played to my disadvantage because <laughs> specifically in that mall scene, they have one of the thieves take shit way too far. <laughs> and even even his other goons were like, "The other bro, goons. you gooning too much right now." <laughs> They're like. Yo, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> we are here for some rocks and scrolls, bro. You Literally. Just... <laughs> yes, man. Yes. You went from accident to, oh, oops, I dropped my gun to guess I got to murder this kid. <laughs> I, I liked it. Look, I had the same thought. And the person I was watching with, I was like, oh, man, this just got way out of hand. It's good. Control, <laughs> and even his partners was like, "Whoa, hey, Because yeah. <laughs> even even if it was a regular like robbery, I don't know if Wonder Woman steps in, right? Like maybe right. she's like, "The cops can't handle this one." Right. But the immediately the guy goes, "Well, I guess I'll murder this kid." <laughs> and then the his, his the leader, I presume, turned around to him, and go, "Yo." <laughs> What are you doing? I think that that was part of it, right? Because I was laughing and like, oh my God, it just keeps getting worse. And he just kept escalating it. I felt like the other criminals would have stopped to help him. Or stopped to help take him down. Right. Like, no, I'm sorry about this. This Yeah, this is... uh, This went way too far. Hey, listen. I I have to issue, stop and issue an apology right now. We don't really know him. Like right. <laughs> this guy was a last minute replacement. <laughs> this okay. is my this is my wife's cousin. I brought him right. along because <laughs> I needed some help. <laughs> yeah. Look, I recognize we're all going to jail for this, but I need to emphasize that none of the rest of us are down for the child murder or maiming or mutilation. Okay? Yes. We weren't trying to do any of that. We did try to shoot you, Wonder Woman. We get that, but we we draw the line at kids, okay? That was crazy. I don't know what happened there. It got way out of control. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> Agree. I'm sorry. That was that I forgot. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. So go ahead yeah, and continue it, your I, review. I don't I just really need to bring know. I feel up. like that's how you are supposed to feel for that scene. Right? I, yeah. I do feel like that. The other bright spot for me was was Kristen Wig. Hold on before you judge me. Okay. I there there's I'm I'm just talking about the good parts right now. I did feel okay. like it was pretty cool that she got that power. And we don't know if she undid that power or relinquished her wish, which is pretty cool. I did like oh, that. Oh, well, that's that's a failing of the movie, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe, but they have something to go back to. Sure. Here I mean, was it's, the f- it's a little wishy-washy. <clears throat> go ahead. Here was here was where it didn't go over well with me. Okay. Um everything else. <laughs> okay. Literally everything else. I don't think I was trying to think and I don't believe that I have seen a more boring superhero movie than this. Most of this Wonder Woman movie has zero Wonder Woman. Uh, As far as Max Lord goes, cool idea, right? But we get it. Move on. We're still doing this and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. I I I was literally done. All right? <laughs> then uh just the weird Middle Eastern stuff really <laughs> threw me off. Even when she saved those kids that were playing soccer in the street, I'm like, "Man, cut what? This does not yeah. make any sense at all." It also, just those- didn't. Those trucks were driving like 20 miles away. They were definitely armed and firing guns. And those kids are like, that's not about to stop my soccer playing <laughs> near this yeah. lone road in a desert. See, it, it just, it, it, it was, I was done with it. Especially by that point, I was done with that weirdo thing that she kept flying up into the air with, with the lasso. I was done with that. Oh. Uh, and then the back of the truck where she flipped up and she's like, fly. I was done. Yeah. It wasn't, she didn't wonder woman enough for me. Here's a, here's another follow-up question. That's a nitpick. Why can't DC heroes run in their movies? I don't know. Why do they look like they're running on a treadmill? I don't get or on a green screen for. behind them. I don't get, I don't either. Everything that's, that's about her a... movement was terrible. <laughs> Do you know that? Everything. Everything <sighs> about her movement was the worst. I don't know if it was Gal Gadot. I don't, I don't okay. know if it was just the direction that they took this thing. But I really feel like had they released that in the theaters, it would be out today. It would be gone. It would be out of the theaters right now. Ooh. I don't. I, who's paying for this? Yeah. I, I remember we had to pause it and we were watching it for a while and we were like, phew, well, this is probably almost over. And we paused it and it said we were halfway through and I was like, what? It drags <laughs> and drags and drags. I Listen, they tried to Mando Pedro Pascal with that little boy. I don't, 
Man, I didn't care about that little boy or Max Lord. <laughs> you need to wrap it up, B. Wrap yeah. it up. So, I got what they were doing with the little boy. They were trying to, to bring some humanity into that character. Because he's when he started out in the comics, he wasn't all that much of a bad guy. He was more just like a con man that just kind yep. of descended. But... Yep. Giving him the sudden redemption arc at the end, like, oh, now he all of a sudden super cares about his kid and all this other stuff. It just was kind of weird. But I I appreciate, like, Pedro Pascal knew exactly what movie he was in because he was 100% going for it yeah. every scene. I felt like he was invoking uh, the bug from Men in Black with, like, his body falling apart. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, Edgar, Edgar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was totally, he, I felt like he watched that movie and was like, that's that's the trail I'm going for. I'm uh, nail it. I honestly, by the end of the movie, I did not care. I didn't care. Um, yeah. One of the things that I have a question about, and it, again, I think that you may say this is just because this was not done well, is mm-hmm. what does this do for their universe now? Obviously, Nothing. not everybody relinquished their wish, right? I'm not taking it back. There's some weird implications with that. I mean, there's there's weird implications all over the movie. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, with the whole renouncing their wish thing, like, th- apparently the only way that the world would be saved if everybody renounced their wish. But I'm not that doing also it. assumes that, you know, everybody wished for selfish or terrible stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what if somebody wished, like, somebody that didn't have legs wished for their legs back? Like... They have to renounce their wish? Like, that's... Yeah. I'm like, nope, that's a shortcut, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, there's just a lot of... And then there's the whole... Um, the whole Steve Trevor's in that guy's body thing. That's So weird, of, right? <laughs> it's like, what? That didn't serve any purpose at all. Oh, really? You, I know what purpose it served. <laughs> We got what? Chris Pine to carry this movie for as long as he was in it because no, Gal no, 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 Gadot no. cannot act. That's that was the purpose. I'm saying, what purpose did it serve? Because the the stone can obviously make things appear out of nowhere. Why so did why he specifically to have to? Why did he need to be in that guy's body? Why couldn't he just poof? Because when she renounced him, he just he left again. Mm-hmm. You know, and the guy knew nothing about it, but like they immediately go in his like, uh, they go back to that guy's apartment and they start dunking on how terrible his life is. <laughs> here's here's what I think. Maybe somewhere in her head, right? Maybe yeah. somewhere in her head, she was like, man, I wish that dude was Chris Pine. No, you know what I mean? I've like, never I, seen that dude before. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't, <laughs> you can't, there's no justification for most of this movie. It's. <sighs> the <laughs> I it it just it has problems. It, it it definitely has problems. I will say though, the chemistry between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine and their like interactions and scenes and stuff, I think is really really nice. Uh, <laughs> of each other. Oh, I know it gets into the romantic comedy standpoint, but it, I I do think they have good chemistry. No, it's which Chris is why Pine. they wanted to bring that back. I, I think they're afraid of Gal Gadot on her own yet. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, 
So it's a shame that, you know, she has to have a love interest because I think we saw, and I'm not calling Captain Marvel a great movie necessarily. I think it's good, but, um, you know, I, one thing I really enjoyed was like the whole love story aspect it just wasn't there in, in Captain Marvel. It was really just like, let's introduce this character and show how much of a badass she is. Right. Does But doesn't that, I, I don't know, man. Why do we have to do that? Why do we have to do that with Wonder Woman? Why? We're, we should be beyond it, especially with how much, how well the first movie did. And Wonder Woman really, even more so, became kind of a symbol. And the fact that they kind of reverted to some of these old movie tropes. Like, I think Patty Jenkins on Twitter said that uh, the whole body swap thing, she was paying homage to Big. But, like, he was still in his own body. Yeah. It's just, I mean, what happened to that guy? <laughs> I just kept asking myself, I was like, wait, okay, she's only seeing that guy, mm-hmm. but like, and there's a bunch of other little things, like he gets in the plane, and it's been like, what, 50, 60 years? Mm-hmm. I, my math is bad. Sure. But, you know, he instantly knows how to, a World War One pilot knows how to fly a fighter jet. Yeah. See? Oh, and the last thing I wanted to bring up is- Talk about man, it. Man- they had to, so they did the invisible jet thing, right? Which, okay, haha, good. But, like, why is there such this reliance on calling back to super friends, essentially? Mm-hmm. Like, Aquaman did it, too. Like, they, mm-hmm. they go back to, like, generic, like, because that's the most iconic version of their characters. It's a lack of mind. vision. But there is excellent, excellent... DC stories that they could be pulling from in the last decade, like the stuff they did with the Amazons in some of the most recent runs where they really show like some of the brutal culture of Amazons or the stuff that they did with interacting with some of the different uh, Greek and Roman gods and stuff mm-hmm. in the comics. Why are they relying so much on going back to just like they, oh, we have to explain how this goofy Super Friends thing exists. And I feel like a large part of the plot is is focused on explaining <clears throat> why there's an invisible jet that right. she never is going to use again because she doesn't know how to fly a jet. Right. <laughs> right. Also, let's talk about that weird thing that, that, that movies do. And they make us... A, look like we can't get women uh, and that we have no idea what's going on with our lives just because we're nerds can this yeah. can this go away yeah can it so, go away please Kristen Wiig's wish was oh I want to be more like Diana and immediately the very first thing was hey before she couldn't walk in heels but now she can walk in heels oh she got some man, eyeliner that's, that's really she's playing sassy man. She's looking sad. And I didn't I saw somebody on Twitter say this and they were like, what this what's up with this weird super specific trope? Because they did it with Jamie Foxx and Amazing it? Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh three Batman movies did it. <laughs> Batman Returns, Selena Kyle, Batman Forever, Edward Nigma, and um oh shoot. There's uh was it Batman? Batman and Robin, uh Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. Uma Thurman. Uh all of them, you know, the big glasses, the oh stumbling around, uh, the oh shuffled uh, hair, MCU's, like MCU is not uh, free from this either because they nope. did it with um, 
uh, Killian in Iron Man 3. Mm. It's just like, oh, the nerd is uh, is goofy looking and glasses and <laughs> no one loves me. And then yeah. immediately, it's just like, why? Kristen Wiig, I think yeah, her I performance shown through That's that. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Kristen Wiig's performance shown through that because she did make her really likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, she was just like, Mom, my life sucks and everyone, no one will talk to me. And they were doing like high school stuff with this like clearly 30, 35, maybe 40 year old woman. And it's just like, nah, were, were they doing that? Is that what we're doing? Mm-hmm. So why can't they show like a really happy together nerd that. You know, like, oh, man, that's obviously a nerd because he does cosplay events and goes to Pokemon tournaments on the weekend. But he's completely happy. Hey, there's his or her significant other and they're nerds and everything is fine with their life. Why does it have to be? I wish I was someone else. (laughs) What? What is that? But but my thing is, is like, why did Barbara Minerva Cheetah have to be? Because, first of all, this is a very specific and overly used trope to begin with. Mm. But why did she have... Like, that's not how she is in the comics or how she was. Couldn't she just have been another researcher with Diana at the Smithsonian? Why have this whole subplot of, like... I mean, maybe she just saw Diana being Diana and she was like... She gets hungry and she's like, I want the power for myself. Or even if she is a nerd, can she be, like, put together? She knows her shit, Mm -hmm. but... Hey, guess what? She's like, I also kind of want to be Wonder Woman. Like, there's a way to make that actually, that back and forth actually something compelling. 100% agree, brother. Just feels a little bit lazy. So, Mm -hmm. it is lazy. That's my point. Yeah. And, and 84, anybody? Anybody? What what about this movie Scream to You 1984? Uh, The Mall. And. (laughs) That's that's and literally it. I mean, there Chris wasn't Pine's even dress sequence. They didn't even pay for music licenses here. I think they had like what two eighties songs briefly yeah. in the whole thing. What was eighties about it? What that's, I don't know. I really don't. Why even have that? They could have been like, oh, Wonder Woman, thirty years later. That, but I don't know why that's a thing. Why, why even put that in the title? I don't know. I mean, I'm mad. It definitely worked as a marketing point, but let, let's just go ahead and get okay. to the rating. So, what are you? What are we giving this thing? All right. So for me, uh, it wasn't a complete loss. Like I said, I really did enjoy the mall scene, and I enjoyed Kristen Wiig. I really yeah. did. Uh, I did feel like the majority of the movie was a failure. So I do have to go with a 720p on this one. Um, 720p. Okay. I may watch it again, but I do feel like there are other things out there that are better than this that I should probably mm-hmm. be watching instead of this. All right. Uh, so I think I'm a little more generous than you. I'm giving it a Liam Hemsworth mm. uh, just because I feel like it's fine. It exists. There are sequences I will probably turn on in the background again someday. Mm-hmm. Uh I did enjoy Pedro Pascal. I did enjoy Kristen Wiig. I enjoyed the interplay between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Um, I wish the fight scenes had something more going for it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just kind of I, I'm just left like middle of the road. I don't I didn't remember 
walking out of it and being like hating it. The more I thought about stuff later and the other takes I saw from people did make me not like it as much. But I have to go off that initial gut feeling. And I still feel like it's just it's just okay. Yeah. 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 Respect. All right. So there was another Christmas Day release, and that was on Disney Plus, and that was their movie from Pixar, uh, Soul, mm-hmm. with uh, Jamie Fox and uh, Angela Bassett was in there, Tina Fey, uh, Donnell Rawlings, others, <laughs> Felicia Rashad, <laughs> Felicia Rashad. Oh my gosh! And I don't know. So I th- first of all, the animation was. Stellar, the aesthetics Uh, were perfect. Yeah, I mean, and this movie blew my mind and hurt me in a way I wasn't prepared for. In that, um, I think the message of the movie is that what you're good at, what you're calling, is not your purpose. That Mm. is a mind screwer. Okay. So, you know, wow. Uh, also, the the way that they uh, use like Picasso paintings to to convey the the abstract concepts of the universe that's mm-hmm. just <laughs> so. I give a movie a lot of credit points, but the cons for me are: what kid enjoys this? <laughs> <laughs> this movie oh man I, I, I saw it with my mom and she was like kids watch that and i was like uh yeah and she was like what kid is trying to watch this is gonna sit here for for this two-hour movie about jazz and the meaning of life and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> good point <laughs> man shout out um, to lt's mom bringing the truth right now <laughs> uh also, at the end, I don't think it, like, I, I thought it could have taken some uh, some heavier choices, and it kind of pulled it back to uh, everybody's happy at the end. I, I kind of wanted it to go for some deeper cuts, because it had already committed to it. It's like, yeah. yeah, the focus of this kid's movie is jazz. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So, I don't know, what'd you think? Okay, um, first of all, let me start off by saying this. I loved how they made the characters. I recognize these people, and I love these people. Yeah, uh, I grew up with these people, and I don't think this has been represented like this in a Disney movie or any other animated movie. Yeah. Um, When I turned it on and he was sitting at the piano playing the piano, if you noticed, even his hands looked like your friend's hands. Yeah, it it was just beautiful. Um, I feel like everybody know Don. Everybody knows Donnell Rawlings' character. (laughs) You know that, am I right? You know that dude. Yeah, there's a uh, a Twitter thirst account for him now. (laughs) Oh, is there? I'm just saying, you know that dude. Everybody, listen. Everybody knows his mom, played by Felicia Rashad. You know that lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. What What got me was his relationship with his family, 
And yeah. then seeing that his dad had passed and how he passed on that thing. You you don't get <laughs> like the whole thing about this being a huge movie for black kids. Like people don't understand like this is like you know these people and even as a kid you're probably going to watch this and be like this feels good. Yeah. This feels comfortable. This feels like something else I don't have any place else. Yeah. I have this movie and I know these people. Now, that yeah. being said, what was this movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's this movie, man? What's this movie, man? No, it had a it had a really good like message, right? Yeah. I, I think we yeah. all strive to do something. And yeah. maybe that something uh, that we love isn't necessarily what we give back to the world or what we're good at giving back to the world. I get that. It doesn't define you. Yeah. It doesn't define you. Right. Um, cool, cool message. I, I just think we, we, we got there the long way, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was a beautiful way to go. Um, it was yeah. a f- sometimes fun way to go, but I, I just don't know. You know, and and I I really do see your point. What kid is gonna sit down and be like, "Oh man, I'm about to watch Soul and get in my feelings"? Yeah, like there wasn't a whole lot there other than like the cat that was funny, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But that's kind of where it ended, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, there were some fun characters in the in that middle world, whatever it was, where they, uh, you know, they did look like Picasso paintings. Some of that banter back and forth. I just don't know if kids are gonna get it. Um, so beautiful, great storytelling, uh, amazing characters. Mm -hmm. Just it, it just, there was just a piece of something there that I, I can't quite pinpoint what was missing, but I think it was fun. I, I, to me, it was the, so here's what I was looking for at the end. Uh, and I, I think they pulled back from it. And I thought that was a little more cowardly than what Pixar usually does with moments like that. Like they 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 did it in Inside Out, they did it in Up, and that's that killer moment where mm. the stakes in the movie go from kid stakes to adult stakes, right? And it was towards the end when uh, he's finally realized. That he's not just on the earth to play music, mm-hmm. and he had, he had more to provide, and maybe his whole purpose was giving this life and this existence and this meaning to twenty two. And he had he was standing on the stairwell. He's actually sitting there, embracing and prepared to accept his passing. And the movie comes in and says, oh, well, you know, you actually impressed us. And, uh, you know, we're going to give you your whole mm. life back and everything's going to be the same, blah, blah, blah. That's hey, where thanks, it was, uh, wasn't it? Pat on the shoulder. Mm. That was it. I was like, man, because I, it was, it was in that moment, even when he was in the moment, I still felt like something was missing. Mm. Uh, and I think also partly his character was very, very selfish throughout a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't some big emotion. I mean, there was kind of the emotional re- revelation when he realized what life is. I just, I don't know. I don't know if there was some kind of connection missing or something, but they didn't pull the trigger on that final thing. 
and it that never brought emotional... it back to the circle, did it? Because never after, it if he would have done that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, as they have in movies like Inside Out with that purple elephant thing, where he was just like, "Nah, I'm, I'm gonna go." Yeah. You know, and then we see the main character actually benefit from that or multiple yeah. characters benefit from that they just couldn't they just couldn't get it over yeah so there it is there it is all right so where are you landing on it uh you know um it was not great yeah but it was definitely good definitely good demolition man yeah we're going to good time with this. Yeah. It was a good time. I'm not going to go watch it every single day, but right. Uh, or, 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 you know, sit here and put it on repeat and be like, man, look at this. You know, it's, it's definitely not a Moana or a Coco. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. And, and just like those things that we talk about and debate about for uh demolition, man. I will continue to talk about these characters in Soul. Yeah. So. 100%. Demolition Man it is. All right. Uh, And let's just go ahead and and dive into our last thing. We had a little show that came out in November. No big deal. No. Was it November or end of October? End of October. End of October. Yeah. Yeah. Little little show came out uh, called The Mandalorian, and um, yeah, <laughs> so let's just dive into it. So, uh, did we, we did we talk episode one on here? Uh, we touched we on it a little bit. We really we, non spoiler. Okay, non-spoiler. so guys, if you have not seen Mandalorian at all, we're about to deep dive into exactly what it is so or into each episode so uh let's just go ahead and dive in uh yeah so i well i guess we could talk about the spoilers in the first episode now uh which wow wow man (laughs) uh what a way to start the season off too you just gonna you just gonna put the throttle all the way to the floor episode one season two the crate dragon, yeah. the the fact that it had that weird pearl from Knights of the Old Republic, <laughs> yeah. I think. And you got it. They tried to get it the In same it. way. <laughs> That's what was crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I'm very surprised that they didn't announce that uh, Timothy Olivant didn't get his own show. I know. <laughs> Everybody else did. He'll be in somebody's show, bro. Seemed He'll like be in were, somebody's show. Yeah. Seemed like they were setting up for that. Maybe he's in that Rangers of the yeah. New Republic Yeah, show. maybe. Maybe. He's going to be somewhere. But I I thought that that was an excellent opener. Um, it rivaled the uh, season finale at the end of mm-hmm. last season. Like, that's how good it was. I. What was the big uh, surprise is, you know, he was out <laughs> looking for that Mandalorian armor. When I say he, uh, uh, the Mandalorian. Um, and the first yeah. planet that he went to, uh, he was uh, accosted 
watching a fight uh, of the yeah. Masters of Terrace Kasai variety. They had the uh, vibro axes as well as the protection oh, shield belts. Uh, first time we kind of saw those. That was cool. I have been waiting so long just to see a vibro axe actually be yeah. used. Yeah. I want to see one go against the lightsaber now, but I feel like I've seen that with the later episode in the best car. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Uh, we got John Leguizamo in that first episode as well as the, uh, as the what? creep in the, uh, in the fighting area. Um, and then we saw Grogu, uh, still referred to as the child in this episode, uh, know that it was about to go down, which was very telling about who he rolls with, that he just knew y'all was about to mess up. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Shut it down. I I think those kind of decisions like that helped Mm -hmm. us understand their relationship and really push this season along. Yeah, and the beauty behind explaining... Because they made the the crate dragons call the exact oh call from a new hope, so that you understand that oh, if I need to scare off some Tuscan raiders, I need to use this very specific call that Obi Wan used because it resembles what a crate dragon sounds Man. like, and they have a good reason to be running away mm-hmm. from that guy from that thing. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. so many callbacks. You <sighs> if you really want to dive deep. Uh, go to Reddit or just Google it on the internet. There are so many references, including the uh, pod racer that was dismantled. Yeah, the pod racer and then engine. turned into a speeder, just like Ray's was in uh, episode seven. Yeah. Um, just, just some yeah. really cool things. Uh, also, all of the graffiti on the first planet that he went to was so cool. If you could pause it and look at some of that stuff, uh, depth. Definitely cool to look into and also check out who actually came to the set and did the graffiti. Very cool. Very cool story there, too. Did you did you watch the Disney gallery yeah. mm-hmm. on this? Okay. Yeah, that's and that's where they get into so. talking about uh, some of those one off things like, hey, John Favreau, I'm on the phone with you. Isn't there graffiti in yeah. Star Wars universe? Sure there is. Come on down and paint my set. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, it, moving on. I mean, we could we could talk about each episode for every episode of this podcast. You know what I mean? But there's so because there's so much yeah. attention to detail, so much callback that feels good, and then so many new yeah. things that feel great. So, yeah. So the next episode. Uh, is the one where I believe he's stuck in the ice yeah. cave and the tide turns on the internet's opinion. Of <laughs> did it Yoda really? Because <laughs> I mean, it did for me because I remember immediately as I was watching it, I say, stop eating that woman's children. Right, her lineage. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, literally the last of her race. What are you doing, baby Yoda? You monster. And he couldn't stop. He couldn't help himself. He wouldn't. The episode literally ended with the tag of him being like, like popping it in his mouth. It's like, yo! 
Yeah, uh, precocious is what I called it. Precocious and hungry. Oh, forget that. <laughs> Genocidal, is that what you called it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I... Baby Yoda was teetering I, dark side there, especially because now we know he's a little bit more conscious uh, of yeah. things. Yeah, and that kind of set the tone <laughs> for his awareness, didn't it? Like, he he knows what he's yeah. doing. He's not just a baby going through yes. life. He's he's had some experience. Yes. He knows how to manipulate. He knows how to sneak. That that's where we are now. Uh-huh. Uh, another thing that we had in this episode was uh, something we hadn't seen in the we, that we saw in the comics and also in the Star Wars Fallen Order game, and that was those yeah. giant white spiders. A lot of fun. Ooh, those were a yeah. problem. That's a lot of fun. You know, it's yeah. not. Also, I loved. The injection of a little bit of uh, alien yeah. into the Star yeah, Wars universe, like the way that the eggs open up and it was like, yeah, like they came out and stuff. It's very cool. It was bad, yeah, ass. and completely accurate oh. as far as the video game goes. It was really cool to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Another thing that we yeah. got us got to see is we got to feel real anxiety and fear because of two X-wing pilots. Now, this is something that happened in Rogue One. We saw just a small Imperial base get decimated by an X-Wing. They are so powerful and are not to be played yeah. with if you are a civilian. Do you see what I mean? It's no. it's literally a war machine that we kind of, I think <laughs> some of us may have taken for granted through the, because we've known it for so long. But to put it in a situation yeah. like this. Where now you have mm-hmm. to run from that. Now yeah. you've got to try to survive well, because they're after you. That that always scales gets me. the power yeah. output <laughs> because the the stormtroopers have the same like the, the blasters all look the same. It's pew 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 pew, and the the ships always did the same pew 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 pew. The lasers don't look that different, but now you get to see the ground level effect of what a laser from a Stormtrooper looks like, or what a laser from a freaking X-wing. <laughs> I completely like. agree with you. It's just, it's just so cool that they took the time to show that scale. Like, oh, Razor Crest, yeah, you do what you do, but we're talking about mm-hmm. these war machines, right? Yeah. Oh, so R.I.P. R- R- so, <laughs> so it was very cool. That was just a very cool thing to see there. Very cool. Yeah, and it all ended really cool. So then with. Uh, with what I think may be kind of hinting at uh, the series. The, uh, was it the Republic? Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever that is. Whatever that one is. What is it? Yeah. That one. Well, those those same X-Fighters or X-Wing uh, pilots showed up later on the to talk to Cara Dune. So I thought... I mean, that, obviously, they're clearly setting up, and oh, you you have these stripes. You're a. <laughs> is this about to be a Star Wars procedural? Yeah, yeah. I, again, I don't. In the criminal yeah. justice, Gong, Gong. there are people that use the force, and there are people that don't. Yeah. For the people that don't, these are their stories. <laughs> Gong, Gong. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Would that be fun though? Yeah. I mean, because you could kind of oh, go yeah. there with this. You really could. You could. Ah, you could. Man. Two buddy cops 
flying around the, the galaxy. Yes. St- solving crimes and drinking in cantinas and getting in fights. Yeah, that's badass. More of that, please. Yes. So so how about episode <laughs> Bill three, Burr. which I thought said some of the the coolest visuals this season. This was the this was the episode, episode where we were first introduced to the other three Mandalorians. And yeah. they helped save Grogu from that creature on the skiff that we saw because they were yeah. yeah. Uh that was cool. I loved yeah. how uh how the Mandalorian really sacrificed himself to go save Grogu from that thing. Uh, without without yeah. hesitation, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and again, I yeah. think that that this is another one of those things that helped us because we were scared for him. First of all, uh, we were scared yeah. for both of them, but yeah. we were scared for uh, the child. And to see that he was willing to sacrifice himself, and he almost did to save him, to save the child, uh-huh. was was very big, and it looked really cool. Yeah. Also, we saw how capable uh, a group of four Mandalorians can be to a starship (laughs) full of stormtroopers and uh, Empire, like, higher-ups and stuff. It's not a game. It's not a game. (laughs) Get wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like a butter. It was dope. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Wigs busted. By the way, uh, also the little bit of world building I loved about that episode, uh, how the, how trash the Mon Calamari are at fixing (laughs) ships. (laughs) It was so rickety. Bro, why does my starship (laughs) need fish netting? (laughs) So rickety. Oh man, you're here go fly through space in this. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Very cool. Very oh cool. Oh my gosh. Uh episode four uh, was titled The Siege. Now, this this episode on the internet did not get as much love as I thought it deserved. Now, this is the one where okay. the uh Cara Dune uh, the Mandalorian and yes. uh, what's this? Uh, Carl Weathers character. All just oh, Carl I just call just space Carl that. Weathers. <laughs> space Carl. All go to space uh, an Imperial installation, and yeah, it. I just felt like this was such a cool episode. Let me tell you why. Yeah, uh, this episode didn't have a lot of the same things that some of the others. It wasn't huge. It wasn't. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of consequence here. But what it did have is the director playing with toys. That's what I loved. Um, They showed the Imperial transport and they showed uh, them escaping from this Imperial base by jumping off a cliff or my (laughs) grandmother's couch being chased by (laughs) scout troopers on speeder bikes. Of course, this is amazing. You've got to look at it yes. like, wow, man, we've never seen this happen before versus, oh, this was an okay episode. No, it was very cool. Very cool to see. Yeah. I mean, just just to see them <laughs> launch themselves off that cliff into that ravine, I was like, oh, man, how many times? How yeah. many times? You, you're hurting yeah. yourself if you don't, if you don't 
appreciate where that came from. That was literally the director like, oh man, this is what I'm going to do because this is always what I wanted to see. And he made that transport a freaking yeah. tank, yeah. dude. Like that thing was taking direct yeah. shots from <laughs> cannons and and tie right. fighters. I was like, yo, this thing is sturdy. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. Uh, that that one will probably go down as one of my favorites. And we also got a callback character from the first bounty that we saw the Mandalorian get there, which was uh, pretty cool. Oh yeah, with Horatio, yeah, with Horatio Sands, Sands, Sands character as. The fish dude. Very cool. Very cool episode. Yeah. There. I also like how they established in this episode that uh, the reason they were able to make all those kind of like Snoke clones and stuff had to yes. do with like baby Grogu's yeah. blood and all that stuff. I was like, yo, they're literally fixing the trilogy. Yeah. Or the sequel yeah. trilogy. And they just kind of <laughs> tied all that in, right? And they even said M count in this episode. Yeah. Bruh. That... Yeah. Yeah, that's also this episode was directed by Carl Weathers, and for some reason that just made me happy. <laughs> it's just like Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers of all people directing a Star Wars mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And it was fitting, so, right? There was just a lot know. of stuff going on, yeah. and I I just really like that episode. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the next episode, can we oh. talk about it? This episode is the <sighs> Jedi. And uh, the Mandalorians that he met in two episodes before finally have directed him to go to this planet and search out Mm -hmm. uh, the Jedi Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Yes. Uh, Can I just say, uh, this episode was a Kurosawa film. Um, It was freaking gorgeous. Um, it was thrilling. It was exhilarating. It was clearly one of the best three episodes of the season and directed by Dave Filoni, ton of love, a ton of appreciation oh and support. The freaking Michael Bain was oh in this episode. Man. Freaking Kyle Reese. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. With, Go a, ahead. with an awesome shotgun. Look, and they had HK assassin <laughs> droids in this episode. Which blew my mind too, and they had Grand Admiral Thrawn stamp on their head. I can't with this. I oh, literally the, the name can't. drop of Thrawn. Where is he? <laughs> okay. First of all, I was like, "Oh my gosh, they actually did it." Now, if you've watched the Clone Wars, you see these themes of different uh, movie genres and. Uh, different things that are included in movies in Dave Filoni's stories. This one is no exception. We literally got a samurai versus a warlord in this episode. And it is just glorious from start to end. um, I really felt like Rosario Dawson completely sold me that she's a Sokotano. No question there. Um, nope. without a beat, I really loved the interior of the, whatever property that, whatever you would call that, that township or whatever it is. Uh, and I love the main antagonist. I don't remember her name, but she had a Beskar spear and Beskar is the armor yeah. that the Mandalorians wear. 
She had a Beskar spear. She was and just, she was kind of just unabashedly yeah. evil too. She was just yeah. like, well, I'll randomly talk Yeah, and Ahsoka Tano was trying to you. get to her so he she could find out where Grand Admiral Thrawn is, which is stupid. They brought all that in, man. It's here now. It doesn't go away. It doesn't yeah. change now. It's, it's here. So now we have to go here now. Um, the fight scene between them was really kind of classic and very cool. Um, it wasn't like a, a high-speed battle, but it was just... it it re- And I think that was on purpose, by the way. I know some people have yeah. criticized that. I really feel like that was on purpose because of the Kurosawa films. And if you've seen any of those, yeah. uh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So a lot of love to that, right? And I, I don't... F- yep. Look, the whole finding out the child's name is Grogu, and then uh-huh. the Mandalorian using that very. It was just cool. It was just cool. And then they, also them say them acknowledging that he survived. Yes, uh, the so Jedi many listen, uh, so <laughs> many questions and so many branching opportunities off this one episode. One episode, man. It was. That that's for me. That's where the season cranked up a, a, yeah. a lot, and like, oh, we're we're going somewhere big yeah. with this because they dropped this episode in the middle. Of this this was not a season finale, so they didn't <laughs> have to worry about paying any of this stuff off. They were like, "You're getting answers this season, yeah. my dude." Yeah, and literally oh. the middle of the season, they said we're going to see another Jedi. My speculation yeah. ran wild. Uh, I, and again, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, but I was completely wrong and I love it. Right. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that Mm -hmm. in a second. Uh, the next episode, um, was the tragedy. Ooh, (laughs) the feelings in this. Listen, it wasn't a complete wash for this episode because of the one time we get to see Boba Fett being the badass Boba Fett that we've heard about for the first time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it paid off big. I just want to talk about one moment from this episode. It's the only moment I have written down in my notes. But it was literally what I have written down is dot, dot, dot. And then slave one. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. Well, uh, I I couldn't believe it. Never yeah. did I think we would see slave one in the Mandalorian. No. And it no. just shows up, right? It just it just showed up. Attack on Titan style it just pulled up in the middle of the <laughs> nobody episode saw this like, coming it wasn't it wasn't anything yeah. that we expected uh we expected maybe a jedi or maybe uh something bad happening you know with stormtroopers which did happen mm-hmm. never did we think and we never thought that boba fett would be rolling as deep as he is with fennec shand Raw well, and it paid off that little tiny tease of a yeah. foot at the end of that episode in yeah. the Mandalorian, where it was like, "Oh, somebody went to go help." I completely forgot about that, <laughs> and then she showed up, and I was like, 
Yo, Boba got yeah. a squad? And to find out that, oh, Boba Fett is not just a awesome bounty hunter, but he also either knows people or can replace your body with biometrics and machinery. Yes. Oh, a la Luke Skywalker's hand. It looked great. It looked great. And we got yeah. to see Fennec Shand go yeah. off too. Which I think was uh, which mm-hmm. was I think was needed here as well, uh, and just stormtroopers no get trashed. <laughs> just stormtroopers getting like, trashed. You 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 get to see their uh, PVC pipe armor get absolutely <laughs> wrecked <laughs> in melee combat. <laughs> yeah, that was a good man. I'm gonna have to watch that one again. That was great. Uh, and then we yeah, also yeah. see some tragic things happen here. So this is where the Mandalorian mm-hmm. uh, takes Grogu because Ahsoka Tano instructed him to take him to this rock so that uh, another Jedi can be notified of his existence and possibly come and help him. Uh, mm-hmm. While that's all happening, he does get taken by the the Dark Troopers, which were awesome. And they find out that they're third yes. generation dark troopers. So fingers crossed, bro. We gotta see the the <laughs> second, the first and second generation. Man, I just oh. feel like the best place to put those is going to be in the bad company. I know it doesn't fit the original timeline of the dark troopers, and maybe we won't get yeah. as gory and as Oh, you mean the bad batch? A bad batch. I'm excuse me. What did I say? No, you're good. Bad oh, company. bad. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, the bad bad, and I'm hoping that that's where they go. Uh, I really am, but yeah. uh, and then maybe we'll see the second generation as well, some you know down the line. But uh, we know what the third generation is, and they are scary, scary. Yeah, so very yeah. cool, very cool there. So Grogu is taken, and the world mm-hmm. wept, right? And then. Yeah. The Razor Crest was destroyed. Space Bill, like, bro. Oh, damn. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, they, they blew up the Razor Crest. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But then we saw something. Uh, Boba Fett was like, ah, don't worry about it. You can roll with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a debt hey, to pay. Uh, I think I, I, think I uh, m- made a mistake. Eh? <laughs> uh, why don't we why don't we team up and... Uh, we run, we run, <laughs> and it was great. It was great. Yeah, uh, and they proceed to be buddy cop Boba Fett and Mando for the rest of the show. Uh, and problem. I did want to say that during the previous episode, um, I think it was the siege. We saw something. Yeah, we saw something here that foreshadowed what we're going to see in this next episode. We saw Bill Burr. A.K.A. Space Boston. Space Boston. (laughs) I thought. And. Look, man. And he gave the most Space Boston performance. (laughs) He didn't even put on a helmet. He. Listen. He told a great story while drinking a beer. Space Boston like. And then killed somebody and got away, then blew up a Empire uh, facility. Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, just 
Space Boston was great. Uh, the fact that Bill Burr is one of the only people to see Mando's full face in person is yeah. great. And uh, why is Bill Burr also a super good actor? Because that story that he told was legit. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and man, that just... Oh, okay. How, do you want to see that now? I do. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch that episode again just because of that scene at the table. He's like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, you left yeah. me there. You let everybody die. Yeah, you know, just we left. need that. Yeah, everybody died. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, sometimes it has to happen." He's like, "How about did it <laughs> in <laughs> true Boston form?" <laughs> He's maybe you should not be such a loser. About it. <laughs> okay, okay. Bang bang. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Right. Yeah, man. It's easily uh, a scene out of the department. Chapter 15, The Believer, <laughs> uh, was a good one. That was just a good one. Yes. I mean, hands down, awesome to see it. Uh, you know, a really tight story that ended up with a, a big win there. And uh, they yeah. basically, they stormed this Empire facility to get the location of Moff Gideon's cruiser. <laughs> Which they successfully yeah. did. Um, and away we go to chapter 16, The Rescue. Uh, we find our heroes, the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, on a planet. And we see a familiar ship there that's obviously a Mandalorian, uh, a Mandalorian starship. And inside mm-hmm. the bar we see... Uh, two of the Mandalorians, one of them pay- played by Sasha Banks. Holy <laughs> smokes. And Katie Sackhoff. Sure, guy. sure. Well, what I'm saying is, Sasha <laughs> Banks, though, that fight yeah. that put Boba Fett's yeah. face through a table, are you serious? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Delicious. Yes. So, I, I, All of man, it. listen. That's the way this episode started. First of all, uh, let's not even forget. You know, you go later in the episode, and the hands that that dark trooper put on oh, Mando. Man, I was like, afraid. This is one afraid. Yeah, and uh, the dark saber fight he had with Moff yeah. Gideon. Oh my. Where he used God. that Beskar spear uh, Boba Fett. that he got from uh, the episode with Ahsoka Tano in the Jedi. Boba Fett shaking off the, the other TIE fighters. Also, the other oh. thing I appreciate, getting the inner workings of Slave One. Yes. Yeah, we saw it, didn't we? We saw the whole shift and everything. We haven't seen it. The, <laughs> the whole shift. Because I was like, oh. how does this... Oh. I was like, oh, this ship is so the, awkward. He has to, like, climb up and then sit all the way back for it to take off. But I'm like, no, it, it makes sense. This is how it's mm-hmm. always been. Who went... Ugh, somebody had the schematics for this thing from the beginning. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> or it just came from the mind of Favreau. He was like, I think it should look like this. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. But l- let's just get to the biggest part okay. of this episode. Okay. Because... Um, the Jedi came for Grogu. Uh uh-huh. There's only one very notable Jedi that we know about. Luke Skywalker came through, Luke bro. Luke M.F. Skywalker. Uh, amazing. 
I more than I need to tell you what happened here and dissect that. Mm-hmm. You need to understand what I did to watch this finale and okay. avoid any spoilers. I got up at five a.m. to watch it before I went to work. Um, yeah, there was a point where I was sitting on the couch, and then I was standing in front of the couch, and then I was standing two feet from my TV. <laughs> yelling cuss words at my TV at 5.30 a.m. Yeah. To the point where my yes. son came out, well, I just had to see what you was talking about. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect Luke Skywalker, and I didn't expect the badass things that we saw him do. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was Luke's uh, Vader oh, yeah, hallway 100%. Moment. 100% and it was great <laughs> from Rogue One. Yeah. Uh just he absolutely smashed these dark troopers that just one took every trick Mando had to to even overcome. He took down like 20, okay? And uh, it was just and he did it whole time hood up it was it was super easy barely <laughs> barely <an> inconvenience <laughs> uh and we saw some of luke's new powers like that force crush they oh my gosh are you kidding me yeah. all right so luke skywalker right uh i couldn't yeah. believe it i was high all day off of that uh it looked great mm-hmm. cgi's were kind of wonky but i get it i get it right his face kind of looked like jelly yeah. i understand I know what you're going for. It was glorious. Thank you. Uh, I saw the deep. Have you seen the deep fake comparison yes. video? Yes. Uh, I don't know why they don't. Ju- they insist on keep on and continuing to do this. I don't know why they go with what is clearly the superior technology and then touch it up from mm-hmm. there. Because the problem with Luke is that he his eyes look mm-hmm. soulless. He just looks like a cartoon standing right. there and it's 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 just it takes you out of the gravity of what that moment is and what I it means i completely agree with that somewhat because i was way okay. too high to even to, to <laughs> even come down from that i mean it was just something yeah. that oh, i saw the x-wing come in i oh whoa. dot 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 then an x-wing pulls up <laughs> Everybody goes, what? Uh, <laughs> it's some old X-Wing. <laughs> and then silence. Even Moff Gideon was like, mm? <laughs> All I heard in my head was... No doubt. No doubt. Very cool. Very cool. And then... Yeah. I after Luke Skywalker got to lay waste to everyone, and Mandalorian has the dark saber, which is a com- great setup for the next episode <gasps> or next season. It's fantastic! It's fantastic. Mandos versus Mandos. Uh, <laughs> you got a Mando versus that Mando versus that Mando over there. <laughs> Mando versus Mando versus Mando versus Mando. Because <laughs> right now. As it stands, because he has the dark saber, he is the ruler of Mandalore, mm-hmm. uh, the uncontested so far ruler of Mandalore. Uh, Mando with the Mando. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. 
Uh, and then we got a special I... teaser in the credits. Oh yeah, the book of Boba Fett. He just went back to the to Jabba's palace, and uh, I guess he runs shit now. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I doubt anybody's gonna question his authority. So, yeah, right. him and Fennec. What Shand. is his obsession with being on Tatooine? What's up? What's his obsession with being on Tatooine? I think he's got scores I... to settle. That being one of them, they just kind of left him for dead. <laughs> so he he's mad that they let him. Air... Luke and them killed everybody. <laughs> Except for uh, his uh, Jabba's Twi'lek uh, henchman, his goon. Yeah. So, yeah, good times, man. Good times. He's like, bro, he's like, Jabba's been dead for like months, bro. <laughs> Literally years, bro. Literally months. Yeah. No, well, I not guess even so. years. Because, yeah. yeah it's, it's, He's like, no, hey, hey my man, uh, What's up? you know, <laughs> right. It hasn't been that long, yeah. but you know, Jabba did. I mean, he said his bad. I don't know why you're so upset. <laughs> he's, why are you so cranky? Yes. Uh, going back to the Luke thing, I will have to say, I was hoping it would be a different Jedi. Me too. Than Luke. me too. I felt like Luke is the. Easiest, but the hardest at the same time. I feel time. like it's like the, if you're gonna do Luke, I feel like it's the hardest to now get away from. Yeah, I mean, well, we closed something, right? Like, and now we're reopening that door. Yeah. If you're doing Luke, I don't understand why you don't go with somebody like a Sebastian Stan, or you try to get somebody else to to sort of portray uh, Luke in some way. Uh, I just feel like you box yourself in with Luke because. I think people enjoyed Mandalorian for stepping away yep, from the Skywalker I saga. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And now that it's in there, yeah. So, in a way, I can say it dragged the season down a, li- a little bit for me. But overall, I thought the season knocked it out of the park. Do you park. remember my prediction? Your your prediction was Kit Fisto, if you remember right. <laughs> <laughs> you said somehow. Oh, boy. Somehow, some way, it's going to be Kit Fisto. I... I for me, I wanted to see uh, Mace Windu. Mace yeah, Windu, right? Mace Windu. Yeah. I thought that would have been a cool, a cool thing to do there. You know, battle scarred, uh, aged, yeah. be bearded. I Mace think, Windu. Uh, you know what I mean? See, here's my problem though with with any of those uh, post prequel mm. trilogy Jedi, and I realized this after I say Kit Fisto. You have to explain why the hell they haven't been doing yeah. for yeah <laughs> x amount of time for over like, thirty. We get a She just basically yeah yeah. We get a She walked away from all of this. She's like, nah, I'm I'm literally not yeah. doing this. But like Mace would would have been at Vader's set this whole You're time. Right. You're right about that. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, which I mean, there's Kit so would have been like, nah, bro. <laughs> there's so many questions now. <laughs> That mm-hmm. uh, need answers, and we're going to get so many series to answer them, which is, you know, awesome. To yeah, me. some of those are going to be a big yeah. series, like Obi Wan and you know things like that. But this was, this was huge. I think Boba Fett. They said it was so, going to be a, a, an event series as well. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. next next uh, mm-hmm. December. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, final verdict. 
Mandalorian season two. Um, uh, I I'm gonna have to go with a windscreen. Perfect. I Oof. think it's Street Fighter perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, you already knew I was gonna say that anyway. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, I still watch the old holiday special. I'm not mad at it either. Oh yeah, so it's it, it really oh, yeah. is Street Fighter oh, yeah. perfect for me. Yeah. So the whole Luke thing being the big payoff did drag it down for me, but I can't say that I didn't have a freaking blast episode to episode, week to week, watching it. So. I am also going to go uh, video game windscreen slash music slash perfect slash flawless victory. Mando continuous continues to be the premier thing on Disney Plus. Um, hopefully some of these MV- MCU shows can live up to this high quality bar that's sitting out here, but... Uh, once again, Dave Filoni, give him the book. Yeah, like, man. let him. Yeah, man. Let him structure the next twenty years of Star yeah. Wars. Him and Favreau together. Uh, Lucas clearly respects him. You think Lucas would be coming to this set if he didn't yeah. feel like, uh, you know, he he wasn't being honored in yeah. some way? No, 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 not at all. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, man. I. I, I can't wait to see what's next. Can't wait. Yep. Oh, show. All right, everybody. Well, I know we went a little bit long this week, but we just had to get these out. Plus, you know you missed us because we've been yay, out yay. for so long. Hey. So, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here. As always, please make sure you like, rate, subscribe us. Let let your friends know about us. Say, hey, y'all, y'all got to check out the TalkCast because... You know, we got to get back on the map so we can grow our audience. We can bring you guys more content and more stuff. Uh, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. Steve, what's your deets and what's our deets? Nerdsmash underscore TC on Twitter. If you want to check out the show, follow all of our links to uh, and share them with your friends so that they can pick up on what we're putting down to. Uh, personally, Steve L. Dub on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you want to know the the end of the ps5 saga for me it is on twitter (laughs) and instagram right now so just a heads up (laughs) the ps5 saga does that come after the frieza saga it does it's after the frieza saga okay Okay. i just wanted to make sure i understood and we're in the dragon all time we were talking about here it was it's it's an it's an epic ending to a very long and winding road i will tell you that Epic? Uh, eh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we'll give it the mud butt. <laughs> uh, it was a little bit mud butt. <laughs> anyway, guys, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and, and like I said, please go out and uh, do that like, rating, subscribe. By the way, my deets, you can find me on Twitter, LT the fifth. It's L T T H A F I F T H. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see See you next week, week. y'all.